This is Stories from Central Mass Podcast, and this morning on the way to work, I hit a log in the middle of the road. Thank you, Tropical Storm, whatever the hell your name is. As you just heard in the intro, I've had quite a bit of good luck with my uh, vehicle. I was on my way into work this morning. It's been raining every night, thunderstorms and such. And I didn't notice it was overly bad last night. I slept through it. But I go to work at, you know, uh, 2.30, 2.45 in the morning. And I'm going down Route 9. I got one light bulb out in the front of my car, too. So that's a good thing. Got pulled over the other night. And I uh, got a written warning. So I fixed that bulb. But I don't really think this was the problem. I could see what was in front of me. It was just a shadow in the road. And right where the shadow was, was a nice, probably 10 to 15 inch around tree branch. Laying completely across both lanes. All smashed up. Because vehicles had already gone through it. I'm going about 35, probably 40 miles an hour. A little bit fast, but it's 2.30 in the morning. There's no one out. I'm not expecting there to be a tree across the road. So I had a jack on the brakes, skid, got brand new tires. Of course, I got one tire in the back right now that's losing air, even though I just got the tires in uh, December. So I got an appointment next Wednesday, because that's the earliest they can get me in, to check and see if there's a seal leak or something like that. There's no nail in it or whatever. But anyway, I go cruising. I hit the brakes. I slid sideways, like, you know, like I said, like the Dukes of Hazard. Put one tire up onto the curb, tear the uh, plastic fender bumper piece there. Not the fender, but the, 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 the little low profile. As you've heard in other spilleries that I've told, anything that's ground effects on a car, I pretty much have hemmed up. But I popped it off. You know, I avoid most of the log. I did go over a piece of it. And I drive down the street, which I've also, a few months back, was getting a ride with my buddy Jeff to work. In the middle of winter, my car was broke down in this little stretch of Route 9. It was snowing, and there was uh, probably a 200-pound solid black pig in the middle of the road. I didn't see it. Good thing I wasn't driving, or I would have totaled my car on a hog. Yeah, not a motorcycle, but an actual oinker. Yep, we were driving. But anyway, that has nothing to do with tonight. Don't let me get ahead of myself. Uh, so, I had to pull over. I'm like, great. Just towed the, fend- towed the bumper off the car. But luckily, it was just the snap pieces. So I'm there at 2.30 in the morning, you know, a little light drizzle in the dark. And uh, I was able to pop it back on. And I, you know, good Samaritan that I am, I called 911. And, uh, you know, I got the state police who immediately, because I called 911 a couple times on a cell phone for various reasons. They're just quick. They, they answer the phone like they're there to help you, which they are. And I'm not knocking them. But you start to explain yourself. And what's the first thing they do? Soon, where are you, sir? Which, okay, I get. And then they redirect you to the town you're in. Okay, that's cool. But it's just a little, you know, a little harsh. But anyhow, they, they, they sent me right to the, uh, you know, I, I live in a town right outside of uh, Worcester, Mass. Right next to it. I'm not going to get into where I live. But they had already had a call. A couple, a couple of people had already called. So uh, I did my due diligence. But it was uh, not necessary. But I'll tell you, man, that was scary as hell. I was coming down the road, and it was like, you know, lights on the road on both sides of this dark spot. And right where the dark spot was, because there was a tree shading it, you know what I mean, from the light from the street, it was a big freaking log, dude. And it, uh, I, I walloped it. But, you know, this is just a tiny little scuff in the bumper, and not a big deal. 
But, uh, yeah, that, that's just how everything's going right now, you know? Just one thing after another here. I got pulled over last the night before with the, the headlight out. So, you know, it, it's a Volvo. So it, it, I, I don't have a huge hands, but I don't have small ones. It was tough to get that freaking light bulb in there. Because, see, it's it's just the uh, the regular light bulb. But, you know, for the, uh, not the high beam, but the regular beam. But then you have your daytime running light. So you put on your regular headlights and my driver's side light lights up, but the passenger side stayed like a daytime one. So I was getting by for quite some time, but, you know, nevertheless, it got caught up with me, so I had to get that fixed. I don't want this just to be stories about cars, about me getting into trouble, but it's been a, it's been a rough, a rough uh, few months here of just working my ass off, so... I haven't had a lot of uh, new adventures to uh, talk of, but uh, just my transportation back and forth to work has been an eventful moment. So, uh, that being said, let me uh, pause this right here and see if I can add a little background dramatic music and perhaps uh, think of another story. All right, hold on. So it's been a couple months since I put out a podcast. Uh, the last one was a best of volume two. Uh, I guess it's a little difficult to actually put out a best of if you don't really think it's all that great to begin with, but I'm having fun still. I haven't had a lot of time, like I just said. Oh yeah, and by the way, in that last story I was just telling you about, about a ride to work and there was a big giant pig. Yeah, it was a guy in my neighborhood who's has a giant pig and he's super friendly, but it was dark and it was snowy, like a light fluffy snow. This was months, maybe a year ago even. And uh, the pig had chewed through a rope in the in the barn door or something like that. And uh, he snuck out. And my buddy Jeff was like, well, should we call somebody or whatever? It's like, who are we going to call, you know? So uh, the next um, the next day, uh, later on that day after I got out of work, I had read in the paper that somebody had called the police. And the, uh, you know, his little picture was in the, the article in the local, well, it wasn't, it was like a local town Facebook or whatever. Or maybe it was the police Facebook, I don't remember. But I just thought that was interesting. You know, the log and the hog were in the same area. Hey, there we go. Now we're cooking. Anyway, so like I said, the, uh, the, 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 the best of was, uh, was interesting. And, uh. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So, the COVID restrictions have been lifted somewhat in central Massachusetts. Uh, for those who have the uh, vaccination, which I got, um, I know that there's this Delta variant coming out. Not coming out, or like it's a fucking new album being dropped or something. No, there's a Delta variant, and I understand that it can still affect people who had the shot. And I'm not here to talk COVID talk. What I was trying to talk about is the fact that there's places opening up and things are starting to get back to normal. And the thing I wanted to talk about was the Worcester Red Sox, the farm league, farm league team to the Boston Red Sox. Now, I know they're actually called the Woo Sox, but I don't like that name. You know, I don't I don't call things Wormtown. I don't call it Wartown. But I understand the nickname for the Pawtucket Red Sox was the Paw Sox. And these are the Woo Sox. And for some stupid reason, the Javi Ball Smiley Face is the mascot. I don't get it. But it's there. Hey, whatever. It's cool. 
and uh, there's a heart in the middle of the W on the baseball hat, you know, because we're the heart of the Commonwealth. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I do believe there's another baseball team right down the street called the Bravehearts, so you're kind of, you know, stealing that mojo, but whatever, you know. I don't know how much longer they'll be in town anyway, now that does this team. But uh, I had listened to a couple of the games on the radio, and uh, they were getting smoked, like, by double digits in the early part of the season. I mean, bad. I guess maybe it was just a handful of games I listened to, and by handful, I mean two. Um, I mean, like, 15, 16 to 1, maybe even higher. Like, there, there was, like, an inning or two where there was, like, 9 or 10 runs scored in the first inning. So I kind of faded off and wasn't really paying attention for a little bit. And I haven't got a chance to get anybody together and go. I mean, I haven't had a chance to get anybody together just to do this podcast with Zoom or through the Anchor app or anything. Because, uh, you know, life is just a ball of freaking sunshine when it comes to trying to find time for yourself nowadays. Because i got to work so damn much. But hey, who am I? You know, you're supposed to say in this situation, I, I got my own problems, right? So, you know, the field looks nice. It looks really nice, and uh, it's right next to the Table Talk Pies. It's across the street from what remains of the Wyman Gordon's property, and right where the center field bleachers are, right where the concession stands and the bathroom is in deep center field on the back wall. It's the property that my great-great-grandmother used to live on. When I was a little kid, my great-great-grandma Larry, who I knew, she passed away when I don't remember how old I was, but she was 88 years old and I was a little kid. And um, she had a house there, and my grandmother would go and take care of her. And um, long before the baseball field was ever or even a thought, um, and the, the house was sold off, and, and no one ever did anything with it, and it ended up becoming a parking lot. And uh, now where that parking lot was is, like, really cool, because, like, I could actually go to the game, I think, go sit way up in the back bleaches, and... and theoretically be sitting right in my grandmother's living room you know what I mean I think that's kind of cool my great great grandmother that's two greats and um so I'm very interested because I guess the team's doing good now you know they're this they they, they, they've been kicking ass like a little while ago a little while ago look at me trying to talk fast as if I know what I'm doing as of lately since the last few games that I listened to on the radio and saw on tv they've had a couple of they've had a bit of a winning streak and I guess they got this kid that can really hit, and I wish I knew what his name was. I'll pay attention, and I'll fill you in next time. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's people going out to bars and stuff, and bands getting, you know, going back out and playing in, in local areas. There's, there's, you know, picnics in the park going on or whatever, like with the, the bands playing there and stuff. So things are starting to come around. Can you hear my dog growling? Must be, he must be having a little nightmare sleeping next to me. All right, I'll get back to you. So, I know this is a real rough episode, and there really isn't a great story other than me running over a log and talking to you about a baseball field that I haven't been to. But I would like to just uh, sign off right now. Just want to put this one out there. Let's touch base with people. I also want to say that I will be calling back the Weird AF News as the uh, Angry Florida Man very soon. I just haven't had time to do anything. I haven't had time to do my own podcast. I haven't had time to do this. It's very, very stressful. you got to make time, you know. So I'm going to make some time. I'm going to do some things. You might hear me doing some other things in the future. I might try a Patreon. 
and uh, might uh, might guest guest host uh, with a friend who has another show, but uh, I I don't know yet. I'm a little nervous about that. But anyhow, let me just uh, finish off this little recording here. Say God bless. I love you guys. You're my favorite people that listen to this because uh, you're my only friends. And um, as a ridiculous thing to say at the end, uh, I'll throw a couple of extra old ones on. Maybe a story about my mom picking up the hitchhiker. Who knows? All right. Capiche. I'm at Big Y grocery shopping the other day, picking up some snacks for my kids for lunch. I get up to the counter, it's a young girl checking out the groceries. Uh, just to make small talk, I say hi, how are you? She basically doesn't say anything. I'm like, all right, whatever, no problem. So I'm bagging my own groceries, and at the end of the transaction, the girl stops and looks at me and says, Only psychopaths and stepdads buy unfrosted Pop Tarts. So in 1988, I was 11, and my grandfather gave me a Red Ryder BB gun. It was a replica of the 1938 BB gun, Red Ryder. It had a little emblem on it, said 1938 to 1988. I had it for years and had no incidents with it, other than popping my friends with them from far away. You know, no one ever really got hurt or anything. But this day, we had run out of BBs sitting in the backyard. In fact, we had spilled some of the BBs out of the little milk cart and they came in all of the table and they fell down the cracks of the table. But to amuse ourselves, my sister and I, while my buddies were sitting there playing with one of the guns, had the other one and we were putting dandelions down the barrel and the just unloaded air percussion would shoot the daisy out and we'd hit the person, you know, whatever, no big deal. My sister kept doing it to me, doing it to me, doing it. So I reached over and I grabbed the other gun from my buddies who was sitting at the table. And I uh, slipped the dandelion down it. No one's saying anything. I pumped the thing once. I'm like, you're going to get it, you know, and she's laughing. And I'm about three feet away and I shot her with it. And in this Matrix moment, I saw the dandelion shoot out of the barrel. And it got probably inches away from the end of the barrel. It was a very surreal moment, and I saw it disintegrate. And I thought, that was odd. Yeah, it was odd because there was a BB in the gun. My buddies had managed to dig one of the BBs out of the table, and I shot my little sister, who was probably 10 at the most at this point. Yeah, because I had had the gun. I was probably a teenager, and she was probably 10, 11. She's like four years younger than me. I don't know. Well, does it matter? She's a little girl. I shot her with a BB gun right in the chest. And she was howling. Oh, my mother flipped out. She flipped out. She was screaming her catchphrase of whenever I did anything wrong. You can't live here anymore. And needless to say, all my friends had to go home and I was grounded for the whole summer. If you ask my buddy Jay, he'd tell, him, he'd tell you that I was grounded from probably the time I was 10 till about 17. <laughs> oh, God. My poor sister. This took place about 15 years ago. I had uh, just moved back in with my father. I had had roommates and uh, my sister and my nephew were pretty much living in the house by by themselves. This was the house that I grew up in because my father was uh, 
spending most of his time with his girlfriend, which is fine. So I thought, you know, I'd move in with my sister and my nephew and kind of help out. So one night I was sitting in the back TV room and my sister and nephew were upstairs sleeping. All the lights were on in the house. And this television room was an addition that my parents had put on when I was a kid. So it wasn't a part of the original house. In fact, the door that led to the room was actually a door that used to lead to the outdoors. So I was sitting on the couch, which the doorway was to the left of me, and the television was straight in front of me. And I, uh, over the years, everybody in my family who had watched TV in this room would often think they saw somebody or saw something near the doorway. See, there was this chrome stand-up light, you know, most houses had them. They were not really chrome. It's like a gold color, tall lamp that was right at the doorway. And there was a light switch that worked it, even though it was right next to the wall. <clears throat> at any rate, um, so this night, stone sober, just sitting there. In fact, I'm not the type of person to hang around with the lights on in the house. I'm, uh, I, I was always the type of person to go around and shut off all the lights. You know, if you're not in the room, don't have the light on. But for some strange reason... I had the kitchen light on, the hallway that led to the TV room, and that same hallway leads down to the uh, laundry room, and all four lights were on. Uh, so I'm sitting there watching TV, and I keep noticing out of the corner of my eye, which is something that happened often, I would I kept noticing like what I thought was a person or somebody there, and I'd look, but often what, what it was was just a reflection off of that chrome lamp from the television. You know, the lights would change and flicker on the TV and the lamp would, you know. But this was, there was no shadows. It was, the light was on. So I peek over and I I swear I saw somebody just poke their head around the corner. Now I know my sister and my nephew, in fact, they might not even have been home. I think I was there by myself, actually. I don't know, it was a long time ago and I just want to tell you the story. So I look over and I thought I saw someone poke their head around the corner. So I immediately hopped up off the couch. I was sitting on the couch, you know, crisscross applesauce or whatever you want to call it. And I jumped up off the couch and I looked over. And as I did, I'm like, oh, I definitely saw something. Something kind of pulled its head back. So I took the four steps it took to get to the doorway. And I I saw like a part of a body like going around the corner. Just, 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 just far enough away from me so that it was always getting away. I know this is... All happening in a few seconds, but it was so surreal in the amount of time it took for me to see it. And as I came around the corner, there was a person. It was a woman, all dressed in black like the 1800s. Yeah, I, I, you know, maybe the early 1900s. Almost like a person would, the type of gown someone would wear to a, a funeral or something. And they were take, they took like three steps into the laundry room. And I was dumbfounded, but not scared but sort of scared, but I still, like, just followed behind it. And as I did, like I said, I was just far enough behind it so that it was always just taking a corner. So it was like an S-turn that I had to get through, like, out of the TV room, into the hallway, and then into the laundry room. And I followed behind it, never quite seeing its face, never quite seeing the entire body, but definitely it was not an apparition, it was not... Uh, anything fuzzy, it was a sharp picture of a person, a female, walk into that room. 
And I chased it right into the blind room, and then there was nothing. And I stood there with my eyes wide open, all the lights on in the house downstairs. And I said out loud, Well, you know who I am. So I don't think I have to be afraid of you because I've lived here my entire life. And I just started kind of weirdly laughing. And I was like, okay. And I went back into the living room, kind of scared now. But then a weird calm came over me. And I, I kind of realized what I had just said out loud was really reaffirming that, yeah, I don't really have anything to be afraid of. Nothing's ever happened to me in this house. There's no problems. So I sat back up on the couch. The television was on and everything, you know. I sat back on the couch and, you know, just blankly stared at the TV. And then something caught my eye on the television and I just watched it. And uh, I didn't think about it. And I went to bed that night and everything was fine. I didn't think about it for years. So like I said, my parents, I don't know if I actually said this, but my parents were divorced. And my father had the house and my sister and my nephew were living there. And then... You know, I ended up, uh, I don't know, I live with my family now, and I was moving out, and my sister uh, lives with her boyfriend or fiancé now, and uh, my dad sold the house back to my mom, and my mom and my stepfather moved in. And, you know, my father has his, lives with his girlfriend now, his fiancé, actually, and we all live, none of us live in that home anymore. But I still go there all the time to visit my mother. And my stepfather told me one day, He's like, hey, Mike, have you ever noticed anything weird happen at this house? And I was like, uh, well, not really. I mean, has he ever seen a ghost or anything? And I said, and the first thing I thought of was my best friend Jay lived across the street, and he used to have, like, that sleep paralysis thing where he'd see things. And I don't know if it was, like, being in that half-awake state where it's a dream or if he really was seeing stuff, but he saw he used to see a similar-era man, like, but he said it was like hovering over his bed and all this, this, this and that. So I started to tell him that story. And he's like, no, 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 this is like a woman. And he just started to describe exactly what I saw. And just like that, almost as though enough time had gone by where I had just blocked it out of my mind, I remembered it. And I told him the story. He's like, oh, yeah, I've seen her. Yeah, I've seen her twice. Once at the top of the stairs in the house. And I forgot where he said the other one was. I think he said it was somewhere else, like in a different part of the house and all I could think of was that if this is really a ghost and I'm buying into it because I do believe I saw it all I could think of was that it, it couldn't come into the TV room because maybe we had that television room built and you know it can't leave the confines of where its original space was I don't know I don't know this is all kind of silly you know but part of me doesn't really believe in this stuff but part of me can't deny what I actually saw you know, so, I mean, he, he wasn't scared of what he saw either, but at the same time, he was a little weirded out by it. So I'm going to try to upload a picture of my house from, like I have to say, like the early 1900s. I, I can tell because there's like a Model T Ford in the picture. Uh, I don't One of my neighbors actually had it. My house is close to 150 years old, almost 200 years old, I, I'm, I'm guessing. But, you know, it has like a dirt basement with like a trap door that goes down to it and you know, the house was built originally without plumbing um, or, or a bathroom even, uh, for that matter. So, I don't know, it has some history. If you look uh, in the area where I live in central Massachusetts, we used to be an aerial photo I had seen of my neighborhood. And there's only my house, my buddy Jay's, and another one on the street at the time from the photo. It's from a really long time ago. 
But anyhow, I don't know. thought it was an interesting story. It's not really funny. It's not really that crazy, but it happened to me, and I believe it. So thank you very much.